Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. Another miserable performance for the Flames as they dropped game two, two to nothing to the Dallas Stars, and the series is now split as they head to Dallas for the next two. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. How are you today? Thank you so much for making Lockdown Flames your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Odyssey, Audible, you name it, and we're free 99 on YouTube as well. Let's play a word association game, okay? And if you're watching on YouTube, drop your uh, answers in the comments. Sloppy. Regressed, lack of urgency, and almost outplayed. Did you think of the Flames? Me too. So the overall emotion that I'm feeling and that I felt last night was disappointed, but not entirely surprised. And that's because, uh, you know, I I knew it was going to be a physical game. I think we all knew that. But it ultimately ended up just being a lackluster performance from the offense again. You know, you're playing a lot of defense, but, you know, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly today. And to start, I just want to say I almost tweeted it too, but I didn't because I was like, I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be negative. You know, it's like the first 43 seconds of the game. I knew that Johnny's goal would end up being like a deciding factor in this game. And not because, like, I thought it was a goal. Obviously, it was offside. But because that's just how things go, right? Like, <laughs> your offense finally gets going and then something happens for it to just be set back. And I don't think that there was any, like, malicious intent by him, like, scoring or, like, continuing um, the play. I truly think that he didn't hear the whistle. And even he was like, what, like... I, I don't understand. And they like started to attack him in the corner and he was like, what? But you know, that j- it, th- stuff happens and you know, it's disappointing that he wasn't able to score again, but um, <sighs> we just got to tighten it up a little bit, figure it out. And it was a sloppy turnover that allowed Joe Pavelski to score and open up the scoring for the stars. Um, Honestly, the biggest thing for me last night, I was watching Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben, and because they obviously like their lines got split, they both looked like trash. Holy smokes. Uh, Justin from C, I think C of Red Central tweeted that uh, Jamie Ben is the Sean Monahan of the stars. And I was like, yeah, that's so true. And then I was like, the next line change Tyler Sagan was out there and I was like that's bad that's real bad but not bad enough to stop us from scoring I guess you know uh both teams had five high danger scoring chances apiece and the Flames just still couldn't do it I I don't 
I don't know what's going on there. I, I don't. I'm a little confused. I'm a little disappointed. A little disappointed um, because it's just very confusing to me. Like, obviously, we all know that playoff hockey is entirely different than regular season hockey. But some of those games that they were playing, they were playing like a playoff team. And they were playing playoff contenders or pl- or teams that were fighting for a playoff spot. So I don't understand, you know? But they made Ottinger look like a Vesna winner. And I really don't want to be super negative because I got a comment on yesterday's video that was like, um, they played fine. This was really negative. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, Okay, sorry. Um, but no, I, I do want to talk about some of the, the high points of the game because I, I do think that there there were definitely some moments where I was happy to see them even battling with the puck. But Michael Backlund, I am I was very impressed with him. He had a good defensive play in the first period and he had the puck on his stick and just skated and had all this like urgency and determination behind him that I feel like I hadn't seen from some of the other players so it was nice to see and I think he was playing some of the best hockey out there out of everyone on the ice and he has the experience like he's not a spring chicken you know what I mean he's he's been in the league for a while and I thought that he played really well there were also a few sequences uh in the second period where Johnny was behind the net and I was like he's gonna score he's gonna score and he didn't and I was like oh that's almost like 100% like you know he's gonna score there but it didn't happen um that's obviously like not Johnny's fault but um you know thing stuff happens like but there was so much traffic in front of the net and one thing that I really liked was how they kept playing and they, they weren't like, they were relentless, but it wasn't um, enough. I hate saying that, but I just, I really, really want to see more from them. I think that they really do have it in them. You know, they are a weird team that plays better on the road. And we're going to talk about that later, uh, later in the show, but they they're an anomaly. I, I they confuse me. But uh, stick taps for Markstrom as well. Twenty two saves. The Pavelski goal was not necessarily one I would expect him to let in. I guess, but he did have some really impressive saves. There were another one where he like had his blocker like doing little high kicks, and I was just like, Hi, God bless you. Because I can barely get out of bed in the morning without, like, having back pain. So, um, congrats to everyone who's athletic. (laughs) Coming up next, I have your stat of the game breakdown. But before we jump into that, I do want to take a second to talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that maybe that's what the Flames need to fuel their postseason run. Put a little gas in the tank. They come in a variety of different flavors and are covered in 100% chocolate. They also have these delicious first ever protein infused marshmallows that are also 
covered in 100% chocolate. And I think the coolest part about it is that they uh, taste like a candy bar, but they are actually healthy for you. So you're eating, you know, something sweet, but it's going to fuel your body rather than give you that quick 20-minute rush of energy. Um, and you're fueling your body with something good. So head on over to whobuilt.com today uh, and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next Built Bar purchase. Thank you all for tuning in to Locked on Flames. As always, I appreciate you. And you can follow me on Twitter at JustBellMosto if you're watching on uh, YouTube. Hi. Um, It's on the screen as well. Stat of the game. Now, this is something that um, is, that I felt was like the turning point of the game or something that truly impacted the Flames uh, game, you know? Like, that's what I'm trying to say. I can't talk. <laughs> but we are I'm trying to open this right now. Here we go. Sorry. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm sharing the screen. But right now I have the... Um, NHL Game Center pulled up, and I wanted to talk about this for a second, because we talked a lot about penalties on the last game, on the Game 1 recap. We talked a lot about it yesterday in this preview, but if you're just looking at this box score, you're like, oh, the Flames only took two penalties. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, they only had 12 um, penalty minutes. But then if you scroll down, let me, um, obviously, so there's one, two, three, four, five, five penalties again. And this is just that most of the, I feel like most of this game was played four to, four on four. It wasn't even like a, um, <laughs> a, a, a good power play or a good even strength game for this team because they were playing four on four hockey for what felt like most of the game. And again, they struggled with even strength scoring. They had those 12 penalty minutes and I just, I felt like there was a lot of shenanigans once again, that just did not do this team any favors. And, and you look, I wanted to talk about, um, Time on ice where, okay, Rasmus Anderson led the defenseman with 24 minutes compared to Chris Tanev with uh, 20 minutes. Sorry, I brain fart. But then Rasmus Anderson also had three and a half minutes on the power play total. And that's, that's a lot. That That's a lot. Um, I'm just, I'm very confused as to what, the flames are doing here because what are what are we doing with all of this extra curricular activities now what i will say is that it's not uh ideal i do think that the flames obviously need to get it together there but i think it's just like this weird atmosphere sort of thing at the dome. I think that it's just, I don't, I don't know how to explain it and like have it make sense, but I just, I feel like they get too into their heads cause they're at home 
and they're trying their hardest to score and they just end up making these silly little fundamental mistakes and like if you look at those penalties those are those are basic penalties that you can rein in it's not like it's something where like it's not like they were soft calls you know what I mean it's um there was a call on Elias Lindholm but I forget who who it was but um they like had him in a like they hooked him and it was just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, again, this is that, that penalty right there is something that they can avoid. That is something that, that the stars can avoid if they want. I mean, I'm not telling them to, but it's, it's simple things like that. Like the roughing penalties, you can get it together, my dudes, and figure it out because there's absolutely no reason to be just taking meaningless penalties and flopping around on ice and doing whatever it was because I'm incredibly disappointed and I know that, you know, it, oh, it's just two goals. Okay, well, I guess technically one because I believe the other one was an empty netter. But I uh, just, what is going on? It makes me so disappointed. And then, you know, the first penalty of the game is a cross check against John Klingberg um and then roughing so those cancel each other out you know uh <laughs> but then I'm looking at Blake Coleman gets a cross checking penalty you can control that you don't need to go out and cross check people do something else like score a goal Noah Hannafin getting a holding call there no that is something avoidable. Tyler Toffoli, roughing. Cut it out. And then here again, it's the canceling out penalties with uh, Rupe Hintz um, roughing against Tyler Toffoli. So, like, could you possibly cut it out and maybe allow your team to play, like, get a true power play? Maybe. I, th I think we should work on that. And then, you know, tripping, that's going to happen too. But, like, just just stop. Stop. It's it's so frustrating to watch and to, and to have to sit here and defend, <laughs> defend the stars for making these stupid decisions and uh, – or defending the stars in the sense of them playing a little bit better than the Flames – but I shouldn't have to sit here night after night now and go over penalties and penalties. Like, the Flames just need to figure it out and get it together. But if they even try to do anything, again, remotely close to what they did specifically in Game 2, um, there's not going to be a lot of wiggle room when they head back to Calgary for Game 5. So we'll have to see how that goes. And coming up next to wrap up the show, I figured we could do a little bit of preview. And then we could also do winners and losers of the week because it is Friday. And uh, that's obviously a staple around here. We do love our winners and losers of the week. But before we do that, I wanted to just give you um, a little nice word from Bet Online. 
Bet Online is your number one source for online betting when it comes to team updates, league reviews, any sort of sports updates in general. BetOnline.net has you covered. Uh, they have you covered from basketball to baseball to hockey to the Kentucky Derby, which happens tomorrow. Um, people in America make a really big deal out of the Kentucky Derby. I don't know if um, people in Canada do. Uh, they have heart uh, parties where people wear really big hats. But uh, head on over to betonline.net today and check out their easy-to-navigate website so you can... Uh, Place a nice little bet on something. Maybe the Flames money line. <laughs> bet online where the game starts. Everything is bigger in Texas. And I sure hope that the Flames offense lives up to that. Because I would like to see them score more than one goal through two games. I don't know about you, but I think that that's a successful plan right there for them to win a hockey game. I think that this team is weird because they do play well on the road. They they didn't – it was last season where they actually played better on the road than they did at home. And I just – I don't understand because most teams thrive at home. So they, they might take two in Dallas. They really might. <laughs> but, again, I'm not too worried about the Flames making changes – anything I think that they could add Rizichka to the lineup I think that they could figure something out there because he does have that offensive ability and Kelly Yarncroke is just not doing anything so far and I'm frustrated I feel bad for him he shot he had a good shot yesterday or last night rather and it was a little wide but I was like this could be it this could be it for the for boy boy Kelly um and, you know, I think another line that could potentially use some adjustments is, of course, the Coleman, Mangiapane, and Backlund line. I think that those three together are great. And like I mentioned, Tyler Toffoli is fine with being shuffled around, um, I mean, as any player should be. But I think that it's time to pull Toffoli off of that second line and give him some third line minutes uh, or somehow reunify all of uh, that beautiful defensive line, that two-way line with Coleman, Mangiapane, and Backland. I love that line so much. And add Rizichka to the lineup. I, I'm, I think that he is a great player. I think that he has this fire under him that could truly – ignite the Flames offense and I I'm not horribly worried about the first line because Elias Lindholm scored in game one and then Johnny scored scored quote-unquote scored in game two so I like I'm fine with that like I want to see more from them but I want to see more from the rest of the team so I think that a lot of this is going to come down to some minor tweaks. I really want to see Rizichka in. Okay. I want to see more. We need to see more. I swear to God, if we get eliminated by the Dallas Stars in 2022. I don't know. That that might be that might be the end of Jess hosting Locked on Flames because she went and lost her mind. Um 
But no, like in all seriousness, I think that the Flames like have the capability. Like it's one loss. You can't go out there. It's so unlikely that you go out there and win four straight. You know what I mean? We're not sweating over here. Well, I am because I don't have a fan going and it's warm out, but we're fine. The Flames are fine. It's all good. It's all good. So let's wrap it up with winners and losers of the week. My winner of the week is, I don't know his name. This nice Toronto Blue Jays fan gave a man, um, gave he caught a home run ball, um, Aaron Judge's home run ball, and then gave it to this little boy who's a Yankees fan uh, who was sitting near him, and the kid cried. They both got to meet Aaron Judge, and it's moments like that that remind you of um, things, you know, it's, it's bigger than sports. It's not just... It's not just, you know, about winning and losing. It's about making memories and being kind to one another. Um, My loser of the week is Casey DeSmith. I think it's going to be Casey DeSmith. Uh, let me pull up the tweet. But um, he is, first of all, Casey DeSmith is not a good person. Um, but Coach Sullivan has announced that Casey DeSmith had successful core muscle surgery this morning. He will be unavailable for the remainder of the playoffs. Uh, that that does stink. Stinks for the uh, Penguins. But you got your front chef and former flame, Louis Domingue and Nett. Um, I just... I don't like Casey DeSmith. Um He's not a loser because he had to have season-ending surgery. It's more of like the Pens being a loser there because, you know, you're losing your goalie. But um, I, I also don't know where Tristan Jari is in terms of his recovery. So we'll have to see if you're following along with any of the East Conf- Eastern Conference games. Um, also, my other loser of the week is the Bruins. Get it together. Don't embarrass me like this. Thank you all so much for tuning into Locked on Flames uh, for another week of Locked on Flames, I should say. Um, we may have a bonus episode for tomorrow previewing the game, depending on what happens, uh, if they have a morning skate or whatnot. Um, also, the Flames are also my winner of the week because they're not circumventing uh, COVID protocols in terms of air travel okay thank you all we will be back either tomorrow or monday for a game preview or game recap regardless (laughs) and i will see you all later and you can follow me on twitter at jess belmosto